0: What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? I'm Jeff Fennell, and this is Sports 360. You know, interviews with established sports professionals have value, as the experiences and insights from veterans of the business can inform and inspire many. However, I'm a firm believer that we all have valuable experiences that can help someone else. So in addition to talking with veterans in the sports world, here at Sports 360, we also talk to rising stars, young people who are clearly on their way up in the sports industry. Today, we are joined by our first rising star, Samantha Ojo. Samantha is a rising 3L at St. John's University School of Law my alma mater but it's not just the school connection that brings us together today it's the fact that samantha is well on her way to making her mark in the sports industry and when she does you'll be able to say i heard about her first on sports 360 i'm pleased right now to have with me on sports 360 samantha ojo Uh, Samantha is a rising 3L at St. John's University School of Law, and she is the first of what we believe will be many rising stars that we will have on Sports 360 from time to time. But she is the first one. And so, Samantha, glad to have you with us. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Glad to be here. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, You know, it's, uh, you know, we're finally getting into that, that, that summertime feel. Uh, I know you're happy uh, that uh, finals are over, right? Uh, and your know, summer has begun. And so um, I'm sure you have to be thrilled about that as now you only have one year in front of you.
1: Yeah, I am so excited, but it's also just so surreal. I feel like I was starting one out just yesterday and I really am confused how I'm how I'm here.
0: yeah i know what you mean but as we were talking a little bit earlier though yeah you know now that you have two years under your belt it's sort of downhill skiing right you just have to you know get back in and and, uh, once the semester begins and and finish out the year but you'll have some time for that congratulations on finishing your second year and now you're into your second summer and i want to talk you know maybe start there um as I mentioned, you're a rising 3L at St. John's University School of Law. And, of course, full disclosure, that's my alma mater, right? So, of course, <laughs> I have to give a shout-out to St. John's. Um, but right now, you, you started a, a, a um, summer clerkship or associate, uh, summer associate position with Safe Auth, Shaw, Shah, correct?
1: Yes. I am going to be in the – well, I started on Monday, actually, in the labor group at SAIFARTH. So I'm doing labor and employment this summer for the firm.
0: Now, you've done something pretty unique with with SAIFARTH, right? Because this is your second stint with them. After your first year, you also had a summer associate uh, position with them, and now they invited you back for a second. That's something that doesn't happen too often, right?
1: Right. I was really fortunate last year. They created a unique partnership with MetLife that was just for 1L. So I spent half of my summer at Cypher in the labor group with the rest of their 2L class. And then I spent the last four weeks working in-house for MetLife, which is one of their clients. So it was you know, not only a great learning experience in terms of the legal work I was doing, it was great to be able to see life at the firm and then life working in-house and how the two companies work together
0: right now i just want to make sure now i was saying Cyfarth. how do you how do you pronounce the name of the firm
1: yes it's cyfarth
0: okay so it's cyfarth okay yes, i don't want to get that it's I don't, very common yeah i don't want to you know i'm st john's i got to get it right right i got to come mm-hmm. correct so so cyfarth oh. now now what kind of firm if you were to, to describe Cyfarth, um how would you describe it for those who may not be familiar with you know the type of firm, the level of prestige and and that type of thing?
1: Um, you know, it's it's a full service firm. There's almost a thousand attorneys. So in that sense, it's, you know, definitely big law to its core. But other than that, it is so unique. that it's a Chicago based firm. Um, there's offices all across the globe. They just opened up a new office in Hong Kong, so it's they really have a global impact. And the firm culture, I've never seen anything like it. Everyone is so kind, so courteous. They, you know, the big emphasis is on treating each other well, treating the support staff incredibly well. There's a saying that, you know, you don't send emails, you don't say, you don't give client advice saying the word I, you say we. And there's also a big effort to make everything seamless between every office. So, you know, whether it's a WebEx between someone in Chicago and someone in Hong Kong, it feels like you're in the same room. So they really prioritize not only you know the client experience and the clients having a really great view of the firm but also the lawyers and support staff everyone who works within is really just proud to be you know associated with cypress because they place just the human element so highly
0: you know the the what you know the, one of the things you just said that you don't send an email saying i you say we seems like a small thing but that's actually it's a powerful thing right because it it reminds you subconsciously as you write that that i'm part of a team and we're in this together and it's not just about me and i think that's that's really important um you know to to learn and to learn early and i don't know you know if many other firms do that. um, But that to me is something that really is important because if you're representing a client, it's the, we, it sometimes includes the team that's doing the representation, but also it's also good that the client understands there's a, we too. Right. You know, and that it's, uh, it's, you know, you're not just beating your chest a little bit talking about I. So uh, I find that interesting. So I take it by the way you, have described the firm that you enjoy your work there
1: i really do um i got so much experience last summer even as a 1l that gave me you know real work they they don't, there's no time to make up projects and give softballs so i spent a lot of time doing real legal work i got to learn a lot about new york's new paid family leave um which just rolled out january 1st of this year so i really got my hands dirty and got a lot of great experience. And also I just made really great relationships there. Every partner, every associate has their door open and is willing to help you. Everyone's on a first name basis there. So, you know, even the most senior partner is just willing to chat with you and help you along your way. So I have had a fantastic experience there and I'm very happy to be back for this summer
0: right now you know you, you worked at at Sci-Fi. now this is your second summer but you've also had some experience um working for the national football league as a law clerk um and for the nfl pa at some point um you were an executive intern a few years ago so um you know when it comes to sports and and we're going to talk a little bit about your background we haven't Delved into that yet, but um, you, you, you know, I know from talking with you, you know, over the past several months that you have an interest in sports law. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that?
1: Definitely. So, in terms of background, I have been an athlete my whole life. I started playing soccer when I was three and did that all the way up until I was seventeen, and then in undergrad at USC Southern Cal. I ran track there. So definitely being an athlete is in my blood, and I've always been drawn to sports. I knew that I always wanted to incorporate that in my career as well. So after I graduated, I made my way to D.C. where I interned at the NFLPA, like you said, and that was such a fantastic experience. I didn't quite know about labor law and union work and everything that went into it until I got there, and that's when I really learned just how much goes into, you know, quote, unquote, sports law. I had the opportunity to work on foundations. I I lobbied on Capitol Hill. I did a lot of public policy work and then just traditional legal work. So being able to see just how many avenues there were in terms of the laws behind sports was extremely amazing. And then this past semester, I had the ability to work at the NFL League office here in New York and I did, you know, a complete opposite of what I had been doing there. I went to the transactional side, so I did a lot of IP work. I learned all about their trademark protection and, you know, their copyright work, but also some internal workings. I did software agreements, and just it's such it's such a blessing to be able to have such a full picture of what goes into professional sports, considering my, you know, serious interests. So I those two internships have been amazing.
0: You know, when I was in in law school, I had an opportunity, um, well, not when I was in law school, when I was at undergrad, I had an opportunity to work at the NFL. And then in law school, I worked at the MLBPA um, as a law clerk. And, you know, some, there are some, because of the the way labor is divided, right? You have players on one side, you have management on the other. And there are some who say, pick your side. Um, I, I'm a believer that if you're a student, the premium is put on getting experience. And so if you're going to get experience, if you know, if there's an opportunity to work on the labor side, then you should take it. And there's an opportunity to work on management side, you should take it. Um you're a student, and I think you need to, to get the experience. Not everybody agrees with that. Um, now you've done both, so apparently you 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 um, fall into that camp as well. <laughs> Did you at any point think that okay, I worked at the NFLPA, so now I can't take the position at the NFL because I was on the player side, so now I have to stay here?
1: I you know I've definitely heard a lot of people share that sentiment of well, you have to pick a side; it's either one or the other. There's no middle ground, and I refuse to let that stop me, honestly. I, like you said, I wanted to get as much experience as possible. I wanted to learn as much about the field and the business and just the law as a whole as possible. And my mentor from the NFLPA, actually, he's always said in every conversation, like, there needs to be good people on both sides. Doesn't matter what side you're on, as long as you're doing great work and you're trying to, you know, advance the purposes of the sport, advance the game. And I've really taken that to heart. I, Luckily, as a student, you know, I, I can play both sides, and I'm very excited to have that opportunity because you just learn so much from, you know, the league office and the union. You see how they work together. You kind of hear the development of ideas on both sides, and that's a really great opportunity. I'm very thankful because I know most people haven't been able to see both sides, like you said.
0: Right. Now, you mentioned that you were an athlete at Southern Cal. Um you ran track, what event
1: I ran four hundred and I triple jumped
0: okay, and Has your experience uh, as an athlete benefited you in any way as you transitioned now to the legal side of sports?
1: I honestly think uh in more ways than I can even describe, it. it's benefited me in terms of my work ethic you know, I'm used to waking up at 5 a.m. to go run hills and go lift, so I don't let being tired or feeling uncomfortable stop me from doing the work that needs to be done, so I'm very thankful for that. And then in terms of just relating to the field, relating to the people I'm working with and for, it's really great to be able to know, you know, what these players are experiencing, what they're going through, how, how demanding training is, how much time they need to spend in the training room, and how they might not have time for things, but also knowing what specific concerns they might have that, you know, the average person who never competed in high-level sports might not think of. So, I think, you know, being an athlete myself, even though I didn't go professional, provided me with a lot of intangibles that kind of connect me to the sports world. And then having that legal knowledge and being able to combine them, you know, on top of my own drive and just knowledge about the actual facts of the game has been really helpful.
0: Hmm. Now you mentioned work ethic. Um now if you don't mind, I'm going to, you know, I have in front of me <laughs> your resume. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but you know, you're a you know, you're rising 3L at St. John's. And if you don't mind, I'm just gonna read off your activities here. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> You're a teaching assistant to Dean Michael Simon, which is always a good thing to be a teaching assistant to the dean of the law school. Uh, that's a way to, <laughs> to get in to get in good. Um, you're the president of the Labor Relations and Employment Law Society, director of alumni relations for the Black Law Students Association. You're a member of the Corporate and Securities Law Society the Entertainment and Sports Law Society, which I think you're the incoming president for that, right?
1: No, just for the Labor Society.
0: Oh, just for the labor, okay. So you're a member of the Entertainment and Sports Law Society as well. Student ambassador on the admissions committee. You're a contributor to the uh, forum newspaper and you write a blog for the labor relations and employment law. Um, And besides that, you don't do anything else in law school. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and you still manage to to, to maintain good grades. Now, um, how how do you manage though? Really, you know, to do to be involved in so many activities, and what is the benefit of 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 doing? You know, I wouldn't say as much as what you're doing, but just being involved in extracurriculars.
1: You know, I physically just do not know how to stay still. I get so restless if I have any downtime. So, honestly, I've just been trained to be busy and to help out and do whatever I can. So, that is what initially led me to get involved in so many things. But I was honestly just so excited when I got to St. John's that they had all these opportunities. You know, I think St. John's has an extraordinarily high number of labor classes and events around labor and employment law, so I was really excited to get involved there as soon as I can and kind of hit the ground running as a 1L, you know, attended a conference through the Labor Society during my second month. Um, In terms of my BALSA, my Black Law Students Association involvement, I've always been really committed to diversity in the law. Um, African-Americans are very underrepresented and I like doing whatever I can to help people who are coming behind me, who, you know, might not have the same opportunities that I did to see if I can advise them on classes, advise them on going to law school as a whole. So my passion for most of the things I do is really what drives me and gives me the energy to, to keep doing all of them. And my interest in, you know, entertainment law and corporate law allows me to get involved in those societies too. In terms of the benefits, I can't speak highly enough about getting involved. You know, not only are you meeting like-minded individuals who are interested in what you're interested in and you can network within your own class you're meeting individuals in the field you're meeting professionals you're finding mentors through these organizations and you know oftentimes you're also giving back to younger students or college students and i think all of those things are quintessential to my success and i'm just you know blessed i'm able to just keep going and kind of keep running
0: Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Speaking of networking, um, give us your thoughts about, you know, effective networking for a student, Uh, what types of things to do, what types of things to avoid. And then if there's anything in particular that, you know, has worked for you, um, why don't you share that with us as well?
1: I can't stress the importance of networking enough honestly i the legal field as a whole is just so small, everyone knows everyone, and the fact that you can get connected to you know some of your legal idols by just by having a conversation with someone else is so huge, and i you know I would never let that opportunity pass so my tricks and tips I made sure coming in as a one out that. Every dean, every professor that I came in contact with knew what I was interested in, knew that I wanted to pursue labor and employment, knew about my interest in sports, and asked them how they could help me get there. As a law student, everyone is so willing to help, willing to give you advice, and they want to see you succeed. So it just makes so much sense to me to let everyone know what my plans are, see how they can help, and, you know, eventually see how I can help them once I get to that next level. I, you know, this doesn't just go for practicing attorneys. I think networking within your class is really important. I love, you know, sharing opportunities with my classmates. If I see something that people are interested in, I make sure to send it to them and, you know, let them know so they can have that opportunity. One of my friends, one of my good friends, is interested in IP law. And last year I sent him a scholarship, you know, some IP law related scholarship. And a year later he sent me an email that he got this $10,000 scholarship just based on an email that I sent him. So it's wow. just so amazing wow. the power of, you know, the power that we have, not only as students in terms of learning and getting the opportunities, but in terms of helping each other. So I networking, I'm, you know, I'm kind of shy naturally with networking and just really makes me come alive because just so much good can come out of it.
0: Sure. And you said something important, and uh, you know, at the outset, you said you you made it a point to share with professors and you know other faculty um, what your interests were, and you know you, that you were interested in, in the labor and employment side and sports and all the rest of that. And that is so important to do because many times. There are people who are willing to, and really more than willing, to lend a hand to you, but they can't if they don't know what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Exactly. And
0: so once you share that with people, uh, then they know because if something comes across their desk or to their attention that fits your interest or your aspiration, they they now have the opportunity to reach out to you and share that with you. Exactly. But if you don't share your interest with them first, they don't know. So that that's really some good advice there, you know, to make sure that you let people know what it is that you're looking to do. Um so you talked a little bit about you didn't use the word but mentors because you, you talked about sharing things with with one else and and you know, you want to be there for them and and help them along. And that's mentorship, right? That's really taking someone under your wing and letting them, you know, gain from your experience. Um, Give us a little bit more of your thoughts on being a mentor and then also having a mentor yourself.
1: I, you know, I like to joke that I force people to be my mentors just because I think having a mentor in your field is so crucial. Not only has that person been through what you've been through, but they've definitely had success in the field and they could advise you on, you know, what they wish they knew at your age and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. So it's honestly like having a, a cheat code and, and knowing the answers ahead of the game. So mentorship mm. is just so key. Um, I've been very excited to be a mentor to the one else, like you said, just because, you know, coming in there were a lot of things I was a biology major in undergrads there were a lot of things I just didn't know about law school and how to take law school exams so once I figured those things out and once I figured out certain professors I was sure to give back to others and pass that information along pass along my outlines but in terms of professional mentors I have had so many that have just been impactful from the very beginning of my legal career I started working at a really small firm when I was 16 or 15 in Los Angeles and the managing partner of that firm is my mentor to this day. I have mentors from pretty much every job that I've had. And then I have mentors that I was lucky to get just by networking, like yourself. I don't know if you remember, but I asked in a, lot, a recent grad of St. John's. I told him what I did because I told him what I wanted to do. And within two minutes, he connected me to you via email. And here we are. Mm-hmm. And the impact that you alone have had on my legal career has been tremendous. So... I cannot stress once again enough how how important it is to find a mentor in the field, find a mentor who can guide you to the right people down the right path, and you know give you the right habits
0: that you need to cultivate sure now i I've been in the habit of of sharing with you know students and young professionals that the people in the sports industry, and I'm only speaking from my experience but the people in the sports industry are some of the most gracious people that I've come across, and even in other aspects of the legal profession, more so than many would think. And if you would reach out, send an email, make a phone call, go up after a panel discussion and introduce yourself and, you know, ask questions and engage in further dialogue, that you would be surprised how open and receptive and helpful those professionals would be has that been your experience
1: i agree 100 um i think from you know recent grads who were in the field to executive directors of unions and those leagues everyone has been so forthcoming so willing to talk so willing to give advice um you know while they may have tremendously busy schedules everyone that I've contacted has helped me in some way everyone has responded and reached back and has been excited that I'm excited about their career it's I know I've learned from my experience that people respond really well to genuine excitement and interest in their work so you know sending an excited email or going up to them after a panel and asking a follow-up question or just thanking them for their time and telling them that their legal career has inspired yours has always has a positive effect and i've never had someone that you know refused to talk to me or didn't want to give me insight into their career into sports or law or anything because people are you know when you're a genuine person you have genuine interest people are really receptive to that
0: right now you had joked a little while ago that you you say that you force people to be your mentors um how do you go about doing that
1: Um, I, it it starts with my, my usual of just telling them what I want to do, but also I just really am genuinely interested in how a lot of these successful attorneys just operate. So honestly, I just ask questions. I ask if I can help them with anything. If it's someone that I'm working for, I ask if there's any projects I can assist on or any, you know, depositions or phone calls I can sit in on. And I just really make sure to find people who are doing things that I find really interesting and let them know that I just want to learn from them and help them. And honestly, even if it comes down to them being busy and them not having time in that moment, it always circles back to where I get an opportunity to talk to them. I have, you know, started a, a nice mentorship with one of the partners at my firm now who does traditional labor work and has some sports experience. And he's so willing to bring me in on new projects. I sat in on a really good call with him today for a foundation he advises um, for a former athlete and It's just you know letting people know what you're interested in and also offering your services in whatever capacity kind of turns into a natural mentorship um and then I just like to throw in the words so that they know they're my mentors
0: actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they didn't get the point, right? right.
1: Just to let them know.
0: <laughs> okay, that's good stuff. Um, what about role models? Do you have any role models, people that you have identified as role models for you in the sports industry?
1: I do. Um, on the legal side, I. it's really funny. When I was, I think I was about 15 or 16, I was reading the Forbes 30 under 30 list, and I saw this attorney who, you know, worked at a big firm, and she worked on Sports Matters. Her name's Niger Parekh. And she was one of the youngest people on there. And she was just killing the game in terms of sports at her firm. And then she transitioned to actually be the general counsel of the Jaguars. And I don't have the numbers, but there are extremely, extremely few uh, women of color who serve as GCs for professional sports teams. So I've kind of followed her career, and I've always been super interested um, and what is her name again?
0: Because I don't know how, if if I didn't hear it clearly, so I don't know if, if if those who are listening, what 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 is her name again? Oh,
1: sorry, her name is Mega Parekh.
0: Okay, and she
1: was the Jaguars. Um, so she was my first kind of legal role model, and then the second is Michelle Roberts, who is the current executive director of the NBA Players Association. She's the first woman in that role, and she's also a woman of color. So being able to see these women achieving such high, you know, accolades in sports, in male dominated sports and, you know, male professional leagues is just so exciting to me. So both of them have really kind of shaped my career without even knowing it.
0: And it's so powerful to see others who, um, you know, you may have something in common with whether it's, you know, uh, as, as you said here, to see women of color um, making their way in a male-dominated industry. And it's an, I would, it has to be inspiring, right, for others. I, I know over the years when I was teaching and uh, teaching as an adjunct law professor, I had many, you know, young ladies who were students who would come up to me and say, how do I make it in this industry? I'm interested in being a sports agent or I'm interested in in this aspect of the industry or that aspect of the industry, but they were really concerned as to whether or not there was an open an open door for them um and that's why I think it is so important you know that w- when we see others when we see women breaking through and and having you know like for example Becky Hammond, right there's a exactly. lot of talk about her you know becoming the first female head coach in the NBA exactly. and all signs point to it happening one day. That's going to be a watershed moment, right? right. Um, when Baseball finally gets its first female GM. That's going to be a watershed moment and it's coming and it should come. Right. So right. Um, that, that's something that I think is very inspiring. And even though I'm an African-American male, I'm still rooting for that to happen because at the end of the day, for me, it's about excellence. It's about competence. It's about quality of of performance. And that knows no color, no gender. Right. And if it's there, it should be, it should be rewarded.
1: Exactly. I completely agree. And, you know, representation is so key. So just by having, you know, women and minorities in these roles, you open it up, like you said, to so many more who suddenly think, you know, hey, I can do that too. Hey, this isn't a closed door for me. So I'm very excited as we, you know, continue to move towards those developments. And I think it's going to be great.
0: So do I. Now, talking about um, it's going to be great. um, What do you have in mind in terms of your career? Like, what are your aspirations? Because I know you have great ideas, great aspirations, but what are some of the things that are on your list that right now as you sit as a rising 3L, you say to yourself, this is what I would like to accomplish in my career?
1: So many things. Um, right now, I I really just want to become, you know, a good lawyer. I want to become a good trial attorney or whatever path I end up on, but I definitely know I want to stay in labor and employment. So, I really want to get those skills, be proficient in advising clients and, you know, handling court appearances, working on briefs and judges. So, I really want to get the nuts and bolts and I really want to master all of those things for the immediate future. Um, Long term, I know there are so many paths that I could go down, but I definitely am interested in labor and employment. I've had a great time learning as much as I had I have about the field. So, I would love to stay within the field um, when, you know, when it comes time if I could add sports to my repertoire, whether that is, you know, having sports related clients at a firm or working for an entity like the NFL Management Council or like the NFL Players Association, I would love to be able to connect the dots between sports and labor in some way down the line. Um, I, like you said before, I've had the ability to see both sides. And now that I'm at a large firm, I get to see the interaction there as well. So I know that whatever path I go down, I just want to be able to make the most impact and, you know, have a really great career for myself where I'm helping clients, I'm helping others, but I'm also giving back to younger attorneys, giving back to law students, and just kind of blazing a new trail and showing people that you really can have it all.
0: Man, it's not like you figured this thing out. And you, you know I, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I'm certainly trying.
0: No, but really, you said so many good things there, um, you know, and the very first thing that you said to me was is perhaps one of the most important. You said, I want to be a good attorney. Right? I want to be a good lawyer. And that was something that, you know, I was told by Gene Orza uh, at the Players Association wow. when I clerked there in my third year of law school. He said, We don't hire straight out of law school. He said, You need to go out there and learn how to be the lawyer. And it was the best advice I had, I mean, look, I wasn't going to get the job anyway. They said they don't hire, but it was the part about go out there and learn how to be a lawyer. And exactly. and that is what I focused on. And I said, okay. And I went about my work, and I wanted to be diligent. I wanted to learn everything that I could, soak it up. And so when you said that, it really resonated with me, and I'm hoping it resonates with those who are listening, especially those who are in law school or thinking about entering law school focus on becoming a good lawyer get the skills because I say this to people all the time they can take your job away from you but once you get your skills they're yours to keep and then you can take them with you as you go on down the road so that was really uh that was really some some good stuff there so um yeah i mean and see this is why this is why I have you on today, right? As part of the rising stars, right? Thank you know, you. <laughs> some are going to say, "Ah, eh, because she goes to St. John's and he went to St. John's." Mm, that's mm-hmm. part of it, but it's not even that. The more important thing is because, again, you know, I've had the opportunity to, you know, we've talked over the, you know, I don't know, year, you know, year or so that that uh, when we first made the connection, and you know, I've come out and to St. John's at programs that you put on as part of uh, the Sports and Entertainment Law Society. I've seen you around town at other events, right? You were at right. the uh, <laughs> New York City Bar Association at a recent event on a rainy Monday night in late April, you know what I mean, where a lot of law students may not do that. So, you know, I see and I hear, you know, all the things that that you're doing, and and I really believe you are a rising star. And so I wanted to have you on here, uh, to share. And I think you've, you've shared a lot and I hope that people are inspired by what they've heard.
1: I really appreciate that. Um, you know, it's definitely a grind, but it is so humbling and and such a blessing to hear people who are as successful and just as kind as you say that I'm on the right path. So I appreciate that a lot.
0: Yeah, you are. I'm telling you, you know, a few years down the line, um, you know, people are going to be talking about Samantha Ojo, and and if they mention you to me, I'm going to tell them you heard about them first on Sports Three Sixty.
1: <laughs> heard it <laughs> first. It.
0: Yeah, just admit it. You know it's true. <laughs> exactly.
1: I'll say it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But listen, it was it's really been good having you uh, on on. Uh, today and and um look forward to to seeing how things uh you know shape up for you as 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 you go through the summer and then finish up your third year at saint john's but i think you have a bright future ahead so just keep doing what you're doing be encouraged be inspired because you certainly are on the right course
1: thank you so much i really appreciate it and just appreciate the opportunity to talk about it
0: sure glad to have you here samantha ojo Is Samantha Ojo impressive or what? She's talented, has a tremendous work ethic, is generous with her time with underclassmen, and she is actively working out her plan to enter the sports industry. I have no doubt that she has what it takes to be a success. For the students and young professionals out there who have aspirations for a career in sports, I hope you were encouraged by our conversation with Samantha and that you use it as further inspiration to continue on your own path. That's it for this edition of Sports 360, but we'll be back soon with another Rising Stars segment, so be sure to stay tuned. For now, we're out as our man Scully takes us home.